This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt. Returning to the show today is comedian Tom Kelly. I drive really slow in the ultra-fast lane While people behind me are going insane I'm on a silence your phones, return tray tables to their upright and locked positions, and get ready for what is quite possibly the longest hour, or shortest two hours and 56 minutes, of your life. And now, your host, because he won't let anyone else do it, Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast, a very special Blattcast, an episode that I'm considering on calling the Asshole Cast. And if I'm going to do a show themed around assholes literal figurative and beyond i don't know who i could possibly get on i couldn't think of anyone so short of that i thought of uh, having on one of the nicest people that i've ever met in show business <laughs> the one the only never been called an asshole by anyone thomas j kelly of the tom kelly show tom com. tom thank you for being here you know, I I'm suddenly regretting the 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 quick yes. I'm suddenly regretting my availability, uh, but it works because I have been called an a hole many times. But what 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 a lot what you know, but other people don't know is I actually feel sad when people call me an a hole. Right, Sometimes. but I but I don't mean it in that sense. You know, oh, I know, like, I, I I know. It's like how it's like how the Brits call each other the c word, and it means you're their best friend. No, no, because it kind of, you know me well enough and long enough that, yeah, people do call me an a-hole from time to time. No, look, if if somebody that, look, if you're not intending on upsetting somebody, I feel the same way. Welcome to Black Cast. But, you know, if, if your intended reaction is I want this person to dislike me at, you know, like a heckler would be a good example. If you're able to call out a heckler and everybody else gets on your side, you don't care if the heckler thinks you're an asshole as long as they're not waiting for you in the alley with the baseball bat. So that's I, a good situation where you're not going to mind. But in general, I think most of us don't want to be thought of as an asshole. Yeah, I'm realizing both on state, like I've like I have this thing at home where I work very hard at being probably even nicer than you know me when I'm trying to be nice. Like, I want to be nice to my nieces, nephews, my parents, and whatever. And every now and again, someone will start saying something mean to me. Uh, and I used to have to be quiet with, like, my drunk uncle and a few other relatives. But thank God they're dead. And um, <laughs> and now with that, the... That just earns you the wacky bell. <laughs> but now that I'm... Uh, yeah, uh, funny for him, though, it was more of a... Uh, actually, when he died, that also went off. Bing! his time up uh that said uh what some of the younger kids will get shots in and i will just pause and i will look at them and say just so you know uncle tommy 
gets paid to be mean for a living sometimes. And I'm working hard at being a nice person. You have yeah. to respect that. And yeah, so there you go. Uh, but 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 on being an a-hole, I do have a superpower. Actually, I would say the biggest a-hole in my family. The story is just popping in my head because I see myself in this woman whom I've only probably met twice. Uh, one of my grandfather's sisters. Uh, my grandfather had about five sisters who, uh, God bless, looked like the starting lineup for the New York Jets. Uh, they they all could have been on the front line. Tough, big, strong, angry women. So, so she's a handsome woman from the Vinnie Testaverde mold, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, and 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 with charm to match. <laughs> uh, and God bless for whatever reason they. By the time I was born, around my, my mother, they 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 always talked about each other, but they couldn't drive. These are all people, a generation of people who traveled halfway around the world from Italy. To live two blocks from each other and not be talking to each other. Oh. Like it's that kind of a <laughs> and then even when they lived like an hour away from each other, it became like big fights. But anyway, Aunt Pina, Joseph, which I think was short for Josephine, might have been the meanest person on earth. She said uh to there was a big fight over the family land in Sicily. And she said to my grandfather's brother who was dying of Parkinson's, and by the way, no angel himself, but she said to this man dying of Parkinson's. May you spend all of your money on medicine. And I just thought that was like the meanest damn thing ever for many years. And then as I get older, I find myself thinking stuff like that. And I'm like, I am. That's my superpower that I yeah. can't. Like, I'm an X-Man with a danger. I'm a, like, I'm, a, I'm an X-Man mutant with a superpower that I can't use for fun. Right. It's just, it's a very dangerous weapon. It, you know, it really is like having, you know, adamantium claws out of your fist in, in some situations yeah. it's very useful, but for the most part, it's really going to be a problem if you try to incorporate them in your regular life, you know, perhaps oh, I'm, I'm going to say I'm Cyclops, but that's a bit like, or ha like Cyclops is the only one I could think where he's just shooting out of his eyeball yeah. the whole day, but I'm Cyclops out of the mouth. With <laughs> right. If you keep that mouth closed, nobody's going to get hurt. It's because be adamantium cl claws are very useful when you're uh, chopping a fillet. Yeah, and you can you could uh, you could make a kebab on them. You know, you can just sort of hold it over the grill, but they retract. And uh, therein lies the problem. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because. I, I, I sensed the theme when I was putting together in my head what we were going to talk about, and it's really fairly simple. That's why you didn't get detailed show notes, because uh, also because this is not a professional operation in any way, shape, or form. I don't know why. It was, uh, actually, this might be the hardest you've ever made me laugh, and I just have this image of Wolverine with chunks of beef on the clock. You know. The first animated appearance of Wolverine is on an episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends from, I believe, 1981 or 1983. Okay. And you couldn't have him using his claws to, you know, hurt people because they're, they're blades. However, he does indeed uh, have, have fruit or he has, he has food on them. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, basically me sort of uh, bringing that, you know, to light. And I'll see if I can find it, of course. Please, uh, please tweet our, our, our pal, uh, our pal Jacob Lee Downey appreciates the idea that uh, you you have a Cyclops mouth. He also wanted to know if I dressed up as Dennis Miller for Halloween. No, but Dennis dressed up, dressed up as me. So uh, I consider myself. What, 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 when? This year? 
No, no. In never. past years. Never, never happened, actually. Okay. Uh, Dominicus Saxon. Another fella told me he had a sister who looked just fine. Instead of being my deliverance, she had a strange resemblance to a cat named Frankenstein. You put so many words in there. And a uh, big shout out to Cammy Egan, uh, who says hi to Dominicus, but not to myself nor to Tom. But Cammy oh. Egan, I hope I hope all is well in Chicagoland today. Now, uh, the the topic of uh, one's uh, posterior, by the way, the the family friendly title of this episode is fire in the hole. But it really, to me, is the uh, asshole cast because I wanted to talk. I wanted our, our jumping off point to be something relatively serious, but it's something that we've both gone through recently. Uh, you know, Tom and myself are men of a certain age, but not quite the age that uh, some people might think we are. We're a little younger than than you might think. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I always knew is uh, as a middle aged man, oh, you got to start uh, you got to start getting a colonoscopy. You got to get that prostate checked. And in my head, you know, for years, that was like, yeah, unless you have a family history, which should have thankfully I don't uh, 50. That's the age when you start to do it. And uh, you, uh, about two years ago, my doctor, Dr. Barra, lovely gentleman, uh, known him for years. He was like, oh, no, they changed that. You should start getting them when you're 45. And I had just turned 45. And uh, I put it up for an entire year. <laughs> but eventually I had no more excuses. And I was like, you know what? I should go do it. And Tom, I know you also recently had it done. At what point did you start to go, all right, yeah, I should get this. Did you put it off like I did for more than a year? Or were, were there circumstances uh, that, uh, that that dictated you you did it sooner? You know, I hate having things on my checklist. So the short answer was uh, my doctor, Dr. Fox News, uh, he... I, I he he's a Republican. I, I anyway, that's my nickname for him. We'll 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 diverge later. But he pointed <laughs> it out, and uh, honestly, I hate having uh, things lingering that you have to do. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, I've been blessed that I have been busier than I have been for September, October, November, with n really n no plans for January, February. March, April, 2023, 2024, 2025. Like I actually, right. you know, so I had a week off of a uh, light duty in the middle of a busy season. I'm like, you know what? This is the week to do it. And, uh, you know, and the, and uh, my doctor who is an osteopathic doctor, he is slow to prescribe medicine. Um, you know, when he prescribes, I take him seriously and he pointed out, uh, and if you do the research yourself, you can find this, uh, Actually, uh, colon cancer cases are actually down in the country right now. Uh, but the deaths have been ticking up 1% a year. Oh, and wow. the cure for colon cancer is catching it early. And you can treat it, zap it, get it done. If, uh, but the minute it takes root, uh, you're screwed. Uh, so uh, for me, um, the, 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 the short, the, you know, the surprise ending or the not surprise ending is uh and we'll do the jokes later but i i'm cancer free but i have hemorrhoids oh. and and i've had a burning in my ass here and there and i'm like you know what what if that's the colon cancer what if those are the little polyps that got to be zapped and uh so uh that was the other I, i've never quite said it like that before uh so 
you're getting a uh, a black cast, uh, a hole cast exclusive there. But yeah, I had a burning, you know, every now and again, my butthole was uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, I just thought that was um, ornery or I had tacos. And uh, yeah, it was hemorrhoids. But then you go, what? Well, shit, if it's this other thing, uh, you're, you're an idiot for not doing it. Um, and honestly, it's done, you know, that for 90% of people who do it, you're done and you don't have to think about it for another five, 10 years. So, yeah. um, so that's the real reason I did it. And then I, I could go into house. Uh, actually, I would love to hear about your, your prep process. Well, yeah, the, 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 that, that was, uh, that's the, the thing that I've heard so much about, you know, uh, having worked around people that were a little bit older than me, I'd heard about it for years. And, uh, you know, I knew what the, the prep entailed. And that was a big part of the reason why I didn't want to, you know, really go through it until I had to. And it was right before my wife went back to, to working. She had a few weeks between shows. And, uh, you know, I was just like, I don't want There's no one else in my life that I feel like I can ask to drive me home from this procedure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was like, my wife, she signed up for it. You know, it's in the vows. She had to, you know, in and front of God and everyone and at the Richard Nixon at the Richard Nixon Library in Yorba Linda, California. She said in in not these exact words, but she said she would drive me home after a colonoscopy. OK, I'm going to also argue maybe uh, for Lucy and Felix's sake, uh, at least for your daycare skills, uh, she's a little bit invested in your long term health, too. Yeah, no, I think I think there's that. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think at this point, she doesn't want to have to start over to find another husband, you know, for better, or for worse. This is what she's got, you know, and it's like, oh, man. All right. Let's let's you know, this is a bad investment that I made. Look, a lot of people made bad investments in the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, this is you just try to make the best of it. You know, like how many pennies on the dollar can you get? Let's see what we can do. Let's have another couple of decades to try and grow it into something else. So eventually we we find a time and we do it. And the I, I had been warned about the prep and um, my insurance didn't really cover the prep that they wanted, but they were like, yeah, well, you can just get this over the counter stuff. And I was like, well, then why am I getting this other stuff? You know, so it's like, they, it, and, you know, it, it was well, fine. And um, what I would say is the way that I was warned about it uh, I have had much worse diarrhea after eating at Tortilla Flats in New York City. So, uh, <laughs> you know, to me, it was just like, oh, this is a, this is just like a, this is just a bad Vegas buffet. Well, so you a just, bad, you, a bad Atlantic City buffet because there was a lot of it, but it wasn't painful, you know. So the prep, I was just like, oh, this is a, this is definitely an inconvenience, but it's not what I thought was. Uh, was yours a, a little bit more uh, uh, you, you went down to a burning ring of fire, like Johnny Cash would say? So here's uh, I, I did 20 minutes on my podcast about uh, the whole process. If you want to if you want to hear a less enjoyable version of Tom Kelly's colonoscopy prep, actually, you don't need it because I think we're going to rehash most of the episode here. But I described it as colonoscopy prep is like putting together Ikea furniture without knowing if you put the furniture together properly until after somebody jams a camera up your ass. <laughs> and for me, that is the stressful part. You just put two or three things into context for me 
I really wish I talked to more friends like you before having it. Cause you just explained something to me that now everything makes sense for me. Um, I'm bad at, uh, directions. Uh, you're an old friend of mine. You know, I'm bad at making plans until I get there five minutes before. And that's part of why I did the colonoscopy was I just didn't want something lingering on my things to do list. So sure. what they gave me was a piece of paper with directions that might as well have been in Swedish for me, um, <laughs> you know, for reading the directions. And they were probably clearly written. Uh, I kept calling the directions the shit sheet. And the, and basically, I guess what I'm starting to understand is uh, two things. One, in the old days of colonoscopies, you had to drink this awful green liquid. Um, they gave me a do-it-yourself kit, and I'm sure that's because there's a in-the-middle do-it-yourself kit that my insurance didn't want to pay for. Yeah, I think we're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah that might that makes sense. So that said... The problem becomes uh, uh, me shopping for myself. I mean, I am 46 years old, and folks, I need a home health aid, at least for this day. Um, <laughs> and I swear, the worst part is, Christian, uh, I'm going to sound obsessive or, you know, I'll play it off when I'm being all Tom the comedian like I'm lazy. I'm just not good at this stuff. Uh, and there's nobody there to hold your hand while you're going through the process. Like I went out and they're like, all right, go buy Ducalax laxatives. Fine. Go buy two bottles of a uh, 64 ounce uh, Gatorade. Couldn't find the 60 or go buy the 64 ounce Gatorade. Couldn't find the 64 ounce Gatorade bought. Um, but, it, but it had to not be the red or the blue. They were, they exact. were specific. So I got, I, they said clear and it was like, well, there isn't clear, but white. I'm going to get the white Gatorade. That's good oh, enough. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ramble for a second. Yeah. No, no. So, I mean, there's, a, and because of the dyes involved there, uh, there are reasons why you're not able to do the there. procedure. I are, yeah. I, uh, I still have like three of those in my fridge, actually those. Yeah. No, but then there's nobody there to like validate. And I'm yes. like, is this clear enough? Uh, you know, there's also, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I also got jello to eat. I'm like, they're like, no, somebody must be having, Lots of colonoscopies on the Upper West Side. And this is an older neighborhood in New York City because there's very little pre-made non-red jello available on the Upper West Side. This must be the colonoscopy capital, colonoscopy prep capital of New York City uh, because uh, I had to go to three grocery stores to find any jello that was within the parameters of what they're saying. But this is the thing. The whole time you're going through the shit sheet, I had to buy, uh, uh, you know, I had to buy the bottles of the Gatorade. I yep. bought the, and then it's now don't eat all day. So now you're cranky, and then I go to start assembling the materials here, and uh, I realized I accidentally bought Ducalax suppositories, not <laughs> the pills. Oh no! And this is the thing at the CVS; it was the only thing with the word Ducalax on right. the shelves. Because everything, you know, so, uh, all right, it's now four o'clock. I'm supposed to start taking these pills like three minutes ago. It's now like, it's now like kind of like post after the bomb is supposed to explode. You're, you're on borrowed time. You're on borrowed time. So I luckily there's a mom and pop uh, pharmacy, uh, but the guy there is always cranky. But I, uh, I went down there, got the proper pills, came back. And then, you know, and then you're mixing the fluids and whatnot. And then you're sitting there drinking 
And I'll be honest, the drinking the uh, oh, and then you have to buy a big thing of Miralax. It's called. Did you have right. to do that? That's the powder, right? So I did the powder. Powder. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like um, it's like Crystal yeah. Light. If yeah. Crystal Light was designed to invoke explosive diarrhea. Yes. So my joke, if you listen to the podcast, and it did so badly on Instagram and TikTok, <laughs> I will. I'll recreate the moment for you. Please do. Okay. Uh, I would play the B-52's Rock Lobster karaoke song of Rock Lobster, right? And then I would sing Poop Roofie. I was mixing myself a Poop Roofie because I just then kept having these little jokes of in my head. Poop Roofie. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. Oh it, my fit, gosh. it fit, but no, got nothing on both social platforms. And and even my own listeners were sending angry notes like, you're being gross. Uh, that's <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there thinking, geez, why didn't I a- anybody ever go to a college party where they mix the grain alcohol and Kool-Aid in a giant garbage can and just make a poop? Rufay! You know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Uh, by the way, we're, uh, I'm very sad about today's show that we're not going to top Wolverine kebab claws for the rest of the day, but yeah, that's was, all right. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, but, but, that, but getting to the end of my stress, it wasn't until then going through the steps on my podcast that I realized, uh, when I couldn't find the 64 ounce bottle of Gatorade, I bought two fifty six ounce well, or whatever. I bought two twenty eight ounce, uh, Things. And then I realized 28 times two was 54 and I was 10 ounces slight on the Gatorade. I didn't realize that until a day after, you know, like it, 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 the whole thing became, am I doing this right? And because there were so many steps, a guy like me could make the mistake, you know, and, uh, and that's where, uh, that's where I was going crazy when I was making myself my poop roofie. You know, and there you go. But, uh, but the, again, the good news is, oh, I mean, but I got some great stories. The more I talk to people. Sure. Yeah. Um, let, let, let me go slow then. Now, did I, the next problem I had was after drinking things according to the uh, required steps, I found I wasn't even farting for a while. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Were, did you, how long did it take for uh, the thunder to hit you? Yeah, the uh, the thunder from down under was a bit of a rumble at first, and uh, so it hit yeah, hard. I, it hit. I, I would say, you know, it's like when there's like a when there's a crack in the dam, but then the water doesn't start to come through. And there was definitely some pressure, and I was like, it's one of those things, you know, for for kids who might dabble with uh, some recreational pharmaceuticals, you might be like, well, I've already eaten one of these marijuana brownies, these these pot desserts. I don't feel nothing. So let me go ahead and eat another one. And then I was just like, well, I've taken it and it hasn't happened yet. Should I take more? I didn't. Because and it was good. I followed I followed the shit sheet. I'm glad you called it that. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was uh it, it took a little while and there was some discomfort and then uh the walls came tumbling down. Our pal Dominicus Saxon. Glad I decided to eat lunch during this show. So ah! much. 100% and uh, uh, Cammy Egan says so yummy. Um, but uh, by the way, Cammy Egan liked your poop roofie. She's gonna hear. She's gonna think about that every time she hears Rock Lobster now. Yeah, so. and, and you know it's funny though. Just pausing for a second. There's two reasons sure. why I'm talking about this out loud. One, I found I had no friends to talk to. 
yeah. uh, when I heard it was my turn. I thought I was the only four. Oh, God bless you. Does that what? <laughs> That's Wolverine for our visual listeners. And this is a reason to uh, subscribe to the Blackcast YouTube page. You can see an image of Wolverine uh, with, he has basically a, a fruit assortment to present. And uh, he has a Australian accent in this cartoon. And he, he basically says, well, a piece of fruit. And uh, that's, that's really what that moment is. Um, and I, I'm sharing that, but We'll leave him up for a little while while we keep talking. <laughs> well, while I, you know what I love, leave that picture up while I only share about the most vulnerable I've been in the last year. We'll bring him back. We'll bring him back. He'll come back. He'll come back. No, but I understand what you're saying because you didn't have anybody to talk to about this. what I what I learned over the last week that uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Josh Payne, he has these done uh, every two years. By the way, are not we because he needs to, but just for, confidentiality for just, just, just for fun, just for fun. Josh Payne has them done, you know, but no, he, uh, and, and so I was just like, Oh, okay. That's a guy who gets it, but I didn't remember that. So I, I, you know, uh, but so yeah, when you have nobody to check in with, you know, it's just like, uh, I guess, you know, I guess I'm doing it right. Yeah. Can we, uh, uh, not to do your partner job, but could we share YouTube administrators uh, uh, second to last comment and then put up Wolverine too, just because that is the biggest, that might be the second biggest laugh of the day. And then this one. Yes. That was removed during your colonoscopy. So the assortment of fruit and a, a small, hairy Canadian who, for some reason, had an Australian accent in, in this show. Uh, yeah, Wolverine himself was removed from my from my bowels. So Okay, yes. that made me giggle, too. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but going to a few weird things is my the YouTube version of my colonoscopy podcast uh, did surprisingly well. Uh, it rated higher than usual, three times higher than usual. Okay. I found that uh, on my Instagram sharing, and I make fun of these people who do this. I shared a picture of me pre-op or pre-procedure, yeah. and uh, God bless, that has more likes than me being on vacation. <laughs> there are more people happy to see me having a camera jammed up my ass than going to the Bahamas. You know, and uh, I mean, I, if you put it that way, and you, you know, it's an either or. I can only text you one. I'm like, I, yeah, I know what the Bahamas looks like. I've been there. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and go with the uh, the the posterior cam. Yeah, and then and then it's just funny because then you're talking to some people and you like uh, my my friend Cindy Sorensen, who is a high school buddy of mine. Uh, she says, don't worry, Tom, I, I get them all the time too, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's going to be so fun when you wake up in a room with 30 farting people behind a curtain. <laughs> and that was one, not my experience. And two, not the advice I needed at that moment. Um, oh, but, uh, oh, but I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you what kept me calm. I drank a extra glass and I was starting to hit a point where, you know, nothing's hitting, you know, the, the, the storm wasn't coming. Uh, my buddy, um, uh, my buddy, Chris Delenic, a college buddy of mine gives me a holler and, uh, he is, and I'm like, Chris, Chris is a occupational therapy professor. His wife is a doctor. And I'm like, Chris, I'm a little nervous. I'm on hour four to prep here and nothing's happening. And he's like, Tom, he's laughing. He's laughing at me. He's like, Tom, be patient. It's going to come. <laughs> it's going to come. 
And then he told me a great story that I will share with you. He had an aunt and uncle in the family, uh, you know, married to each other, who decided to get their colonoscopy on the same day. Uh, and the, lo the logic was they could do the prep together. Uh, and the logic was uh, they didn't. They only had to inconvenience their child once, who was a teacher and couldn't take days off randomly for this sort of stuff. So they only had to inconvenience their child once. It actually was a very logical idea. And then they might have hit this point where they both say, "Hey, I uh, I don't have to poop. You don't have to poop. I'm bored sitting here in the house. Let's go to Walmart." Oh no. <laughs> And apparently their aunt and uncle both may or may not have pooped themselves at Walmart and also then couldn't leave their respective bathrooms yep. because that's when the hurricane was coming. So they both uh, they both rokered themselves. Uh, if you remember the well, clip yes. of, of Roker <laughs> going to the White House. You know, that man was very nice. I'm trying to forget that. I'm trying not to make that the defining story of that man's 30-year career or 50-year career, whatever the hell it is. Uh, but yeah, but and then it's funny. While he's telling this story about them pooping in Walmart, that's when I had to poop. So I, on that 40-minute phone call, um, it wasn't thunderous. Yeah, It wasn't with great urgency. Uh, I pooped three times. And I think the other thing we're giving... Uh, a useful piece of information to your listeners and viewers is you have to get yourself to the point where you are pooping clear water before the procedure. Yep. And that's something, uh, you know, like I was still worried because the pipes weren't the pipes still, there was still dirt coming out of the pipes the next day. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's the right way to say it. So, uh, so that, so again, it's um, like, it's funny. I don't go on vacation much because I hate packing. Sure. You know, and that's what this is. It's packing and it's like, well, I it's really a lot of unpacking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I hate the process <laughs> of unpacking and realizing I forgot my contacts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Which, what your contacts could have ended up up there. You, you don't know. Well, but, you know, and that, you're making a wise ass remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, true. But there's there was a part of me that was disappointed that I didn't find like an army doll I swallowed in the 70s or, you know, like I, that there wasn't a little army figurine or something, a little Spider-Man head. Like, like all the all the gum that I was warned to not swallow that because, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. That if like just a, an entire bazooka joe factory just kind of poured out and i was like wow i really should not have swallowed that yeah i was really hoping that on one of the poops i would be ready to flush and go oh that's where that went yeah right there my exactly. <laughs> uh, uh you know and it's funny you and i laughing about this out loud in public again hoping it's useful to uh, the millions of black cast listeners uh, that they feel billions. Like thank you. Billions. Billions. Um, and, but here's where you hope it's useful. Yeah. So that like when people talk to each other and, and, and this is the beautiful thing is there's a lot of people out there. My, the problem with the advice I got before, there were a lot of people saying, Oh, it's the best thing ever. It's the best sleep you ever had the best sleep you ever had. And then there's another chunk of people like, Oh, it's the worst thing ever. And the reality is it's right up 
pardon the pun, it's right up the middle. Right up the middle. Right. Pun not yeah. ended, but it was. It was like, all right, uh, I actually have one thing. If you want to ramble for a second, I'll reach for it. It's over uh, on the sofa. Um, sure. but, but I don't know if you had this experience. I was told as a comedian and a creative person to bring my notebook that I will be the most creative I've ever been when coming out of the fog. Interesting. And uh, I brought a notebook and took notes and have not looked at those notes until now. Oh my gosh. Say so that. that's going to be another black cast exclusive. And uh, you know, the reason why I thought it was important to talk about uh, this is, uh, you know, and I'd been thinking about it. I think I did it back in July and the idea really was, I think that this is just something that should be normalized, even though it is a very abnormal event to go attend and plan around the idea that, you know, you're getting a, you're getting a Nikon up the pooper as it were, but it is a fairly simple procedure. And it, for most of us, like I had it done and I don't need to have it done for another 10 years. They told me it's great. Yeah, you know, they were able to, you know, they didn't find anything. And it is so simple, but there is a little bit of a stigma about it. You know, uh, one of the public figures that I always hear about is uh, the the metal singer, Ronnie James Dio. He was the, the second singer in Black Sabbath, and uh, he had the band Dio. I'm talking about Ronnie James Dio, uh, Tom. He died from colon cancer, and okay. his doctor said if he had gone to the doctor even a year or two before he started to feel really bad, he would have been fine. And so, you know, that's, it's all, you know, it's like, that's what he has a foundation, you know, his wife carries on. And it's just like, yeah, you really, if you do this, most of us can catch it early. And even if you have any of these problems, you'll be fine. Just get the screening. Don't be afraid of it. And you know, there's a, it's not very rock and roll. It's not very metal, but uh, it, you know, and so it's uh, just one of those things that I've heard. I've heard that anecdote a fair amount over the years is that he, he, you know, he would have been fine. And so that's kind of my whole point in talking about it, because I know that uh, we have plenty of uh, black cast listeners who are under 50, but even a few who might be over and maybe you haven't. And it's just like my point is that it really wasn't a big deal because the thing itself, I mean, it was over like that. First of all, the actual passage of time was very brief, but I was out of it the whole time. And uh, I was not feeling particularly creative. I'm glad I didn't uh, have a notebook with me. Well, but, I'm uh, glad. And uh, after looking at the notes, neither was I, apparently. Uh, oh, I love this. But, and by the way, uh, I know you'll appreciate this comment from Cammy Egan. What a shit show, pun intended. Okay, and, uh, we'll bring Wolvie back for, <laughs> for this part of the story. <laughs> no, and uh, so I was told you might write funny jokes, you might come up with sure, brilliant yeah. ideas, and I knew someone who regretted not bringing a notebook. I'm going to say I have empirical, physical proof that I was wrong. First sentence, they said to write post-colonoscopy notes. Second sentence, actually, this is good for insurance purposes, and I forgot about this till right now. Um... IV got pulled out as raising the bed. Holy cow, oh. memory popped into my head. Um, they wheeled me. Actually, there's a, actually, you know, maybe there was a weird form of creativity in these moments here. Um, so thought number one was to write out, write notes. Second note was, you're right, right before the procedure, 
Uh, they put the needle in my arm for the IV for the anesthesia. Yeah. And they lifted the bed and it fell out. Jesus. And I caught it. The nurse, the anesthesiologist and the nurse missed it. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. They put the needle back in, but that yeah, put luckily, it back in. But luckily, I was aware enough to say, you guys, the needle just came out. Yeah. That part might have bothered me. Um, next sentence, which is hilarious. You remember when we were pages and I worked at Dateline NBC? <laughs> right? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wrote flashback to working and I worked on a piece that never aired about Deaths during home office surgery. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I wrote down the names of the two producers, a woman, Sarah Carlson, a woman, Deanna DeMauro. And that was before Joan Rivers died. That's the other reason why I didn't bring a camera. I was going to be a comedian. I'm like, I was going to Ryan Reynolds it. Yeah. But I didn't want to be facetious, die, and then have me being a jackass subpoenaed in trial when my parents are, when my estate is suing what's left of this doctor. Yeah. You know, right, yeah, um, exactly. but then the, the notes get less and less creative. Uh, the fourth note was call the union on a non warm up. Uh, uh, call my call the union about an issue. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Um, next note was a girl I know down in Florida is uh, a bridesmaid. I now now 12 times. I wanted to start guest writing for my old website. I hate weddings dot com. <laughs> I mean, you could just give her the domain at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually redid the website. I probably should. Next note was, glad this is over. And then yeah. the next note was, why do I like tall blonde women? Uh, next note was, did I do the prep right? <laughs> next note was, which has turned into the, I guess I got one joke out of this. I hate putting together Ikea furniture. See, and, that's funny. That, I'm glad that that stuck with okay. you. So we got that one. And then... um. The second to last note is nothing I've written was incredibly creative. <laughs> and then the last note, I don't know what this means. It says, I want a green light. I think it means that you want to be able to go home. Maybe. Or, or yeah. if, if you want to transpose it to the stand-up stage, uh, you know how they hold up that light when your time's over. You probably felt like, you know what? I've done my time. I'm Tom Kelly. Can I yeah. please leave? <laughs> And that's about how I felt, you know, and, and it's funny. I, I'm glad they told me you couldn't drive home. I felt like kind of drunk, you know, did you do it in the city or were you somewhere so, where you out on Long Island where you had to be driven home So the one big risk, the one big dumb decision I made that worked out in my favor was, uh, I, I, I do all my medical stuff at my parents' house on Long Island. Sure an hour away from where I live in New York city. For those of you who don't know the area, um, I was thinking of getting a hotel room there because I knew I could have stayed at my parents, but I just felt listening to mom downstairs, blaring CNN would irritate me while I was fasting. And I also did not want to be in a house where there was food. Uh, the yeah, nice thing about me being on the bachelor diet. I mean, this, that was actually probably, a, a harder challenge for you being the father of two and married compared to me. I I'm, if you looked at my fridge, you would think I would, I was prepping for surgery today. Yeah. There's I've seen your there. fridge. And yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. It's clean, it, but it is, it's really it's so clean. clean. It's so clean. I agree. So that said, uh, I prepped here and I was going to take the long Island railroad 
where they have bathrooms. And then I decided, you know what? I want to have, I'm going to spend a few days on Long Island. I want my damn car. Yeah. And I took the car and the traffic gods were good to me. Uh, there were, there was no more. And the, and the bowel gods were good to me. I would say that was, I only took one last poop after that. And oh, there, no, there was that fear of what if thunder comes, am I going to be Walmarted? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, and to be fair, it was kind of reckless to do it that way and go against the plan after hearing the Walmart story. Yeah. That Walmart story. I think, uh, I think we can, if we, if none of us take anything away from this show, there's two things to take away. One, the Walmart story Two how practical it is to have Wolverine uh, on your catering staff when you have any kind of uh, fancy dress party. I, I want to circle back. I was talking about Ronnie James Dio and uh, if only he had gone to a doctor, if only he had done a colonoscopy and Cam a. Egan really nailed it with uh, citing the, the title of, of a well-known song. It's a rainbow in the dark. Bless you, Cam a. Egan. You get the bell for that one. Very nice. Oh, um, bless you, Cami Egan, indeed. Yeah. So, but the point that I'm making is that it's like one of those things that you kind of get yourself worked up over, and it wasn't that big a deal, especially like when it was over. In the moment, yeah. there is that you know the the where the insurance let me go to do this was I don't know like 40 minutes away, so there was this nervousness of, am I going to make it? You know, there was nothing left to come out. It was fine. I went once before I went in just because I'm like, let me just make sure there's nothing. But I didn't. It wasn't like an urgent like, uh oh, we're going to have to we're going to have to take a, a pit stop. Did, did your wife, Heather, drive you there? Yeah, she drove me there and drove. She she uh, actually she couldn't wait in the waiting room uh, just to, I don't know, COVID, COVID or whatever. whatever. So she had a uh, had a lovely morning at Starbucks working on her laptop while I was, you know, just kind of laying there and uh, having a less fun uh, afternoon. Uh, morning. Uh, do you listen to Stern still? Uh, I listened to his interview with Bruce Springsteen. And the last time I listened was uh, about a year ago when he had Mick Jagger on. So in between, and you and I are kind of doing this on our own now. Uh, mm -hmm. Martin Short and Steve Martin did an interview within the last two or three years, but I've only just heard it recently. Okay. And uh, Martin Short talked about being of a certain age, and his line was, uh, and I, I could not tell if he was being real or not, but that he, Tom Hanks, and a couple of guys were having colonoscopy prep parties. I, I, I know that this is actually true because my old boss, Dennis Miller, who I try not to mention more than once an episode, but it's come up now. He, uh, Martin Short and Tom Hanks are like two of his best friends in the world. And I don't know that he's done it with them. I don't think he was on the same schedule for when to do it. But he did mention, I think he mentioned it on the radio, yeah. just that, that that like legitimately this is their thing. Yeah. He may or may not have done it with them. I actually don't remember. No, but I, I remember him talking about it. Yeah. And you think about the logic of it, especially if you're young, on an underinsured or whatever, how great would it be to hire a party chef who could do the mix for us? You and, know, uh, I, who could serve you the items? Why, of course, it would be Wolverine, the, uh, the Wolverine kebab. I Wolverine listen, I can't kebab. wait to go out to California to some sort of an event at the Blat Chang house yeah. and uh, get myself a Wolverine kebab that better be served. Yeah, well, we're going to have a new house by the next time we're out here. So uh, we're, we're living about we're moving about a mile away. 
And, is is um, that uh, the the dream is happening? The the new house is happening. Yeah, and, uh, we've uh, we've already we've already bought the house. Uh, Congratulations, the, man! The sellers are um, the sellers are renting it back from us while they uh, get their affairs in order, as it were. But um, yeah, way to lock in on a decent interest rate and way to. Uh, uh, congratulations. I know you've been hot for this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, and, yeah. uh, th there's, uh, I have, I'll have, uh, my, my own, uh, my own office is like in the back of the garage. My wife will have an office in the body of the house, but, uh, I can actually finally properly decorate for podcasting from home. I thought I was only going to be doing it for a couple weeks. I've had two years. There's no excuse really for, you know, not having anything better than what's behind me. Well, but in any uh, case, are we going to, are we going, but here's the real question. Are you going to build an office or are you going to build a podcasting studio? No, it's going to be an office. Uh, it's funny because the, uh, the seller works in producing podcasts and he does it out of that space it's not soundproof but it's not attached to the house so with the uh, old owner podcasts yeah the old owner produces podcasts i don't know that he hosts one but uh he there will be a separate podcasting studio there yeah but it's also going to be my office and then the one thing is that this guy's this is los angeles and this guy doesn't have a tv on the wall i'm like how do you how do you have a standalone office and not have a tv in there for distractions but he probably um, actually gets stuff done the yeah which that's not, that's not why i have an office i'm gonna have an office to get away from my family let's be honest but uh i'm gonna but i the, i'll have to go back into the house to use the restroom however i i believe i'll be getting a college dorm fridge in there somewhere so will you and if it's just like my fridge it'll be clean with nothing in it <laughs> right exactly but you'll have the, uh, the privilege of knowing you have yeah. it so, uh, and, I hope uh, we could talk again about something that's, I hope I don't have to wait for a medical procedure to get invited back on the show. No, 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 no. Um, by the way, uh, Dominica Saxon wanted to know if we had a, if the new house has a murder basement, uh, this is indeed what we call the murder room because it is soundproof at the back of this garage. There is no murder basement, but I will still be in the garage. So there's that. And Cam Egan says, congrats on the new digs. They're going to buy a new place in the spring. And uh, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm going to probably just invest in like the, the green screen curtain. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, I felt bad about asking to have you on for a little while because you were on a bunch of times in a short span because you were out here a couple of times. I was out yeah. there. We did a couple of shows. It worked. Yeah. But I was running out of it. I, I think your audience was bored of me. Is that fair? Well, my, my audience has been bored of me for at least 508 of these 510 episodes. But I also uh, I also pumped the brakes on the black cast for a short amount of time be, just uh, for when I could schedule episode 500 with John Lovitz. So that, uh, I, you know, he so it's he was able to do it, but he needed a few weeks. And I, I didn't want to, you know, I had to. So, like, I did 498. There was a couple weeks, plopped, pun intended, plopped 499 out there and then eventually got to 500 and then we ramped back up. But uh, the, the summer uh, had an unintended hiatus uh, a little bit while I waited to get to 500. So it's funny you say that. I'm coming. I was thinking of you this week. And, and if I don't say it enough, for better and worse, uh, I find I one, I've always thoroughly enjoyed your podcast. And two, you've at least been. I hate the word inspiration, but definitely a sounding board for ideas. And you've been sure. very kind guiding me through my process. I am coming up on episode 250 this week. 
and I just edited what could be 249 or 250. And I've decided, you know what? I don't want to put pa- I don't want to stop the podcast for a while because I feel like uh, I will lose the herd if I stop. So you know what? I I think I did a little bit. Yeah, the, yeah. It, the it, herd come it, back. It wasn't huge, but uh, it, it's a gradual ramp back up. And it wasn't there for a little while. And I think people apparently, <laughs> devastatingly to me, they weren't really looking for it. And when it wasn't there. Uh, they didn't mind so much and uh, numbers were down. Obviously 500 has John Lovitz. It was a big one. We, we've had a couple of other things and it's, it's definitely gone back up. You know, but, when we do like movie review episodes, people tend to seek those out. But at first, I mean, it was like a third of what the numbers were before I slowed it down. So my advice is don't slow it down. And I never had, I hadn't in years uh, since, I don't know, probably about 2017. I, I very rarely missed a week. And then yeah. this was like probably three weeks that I didn't do. And then like, I don't know, there were a couple, it was like a, a, a total of a month, but not consecutive. So it's funny. And our old friend Jay Capra says we should do shorter episodes and release them every day. He might not be wrong. Um, I, I don't, I don't have the discipline to do that. I don't know how to like, you know, th- this conversation was going to be like, you know, 20 to 30 minutes and it's been 47 minutes, like this part of the conversation. So I don't know how to do the the bite-sized chunks. You are very good at that. You have the discipline and you I, realize I, like, if I have this conversation with, you know, somebody else that we know, like if you talk to David Brody, you're going to carve it up into a couple episodes, you know, don't, don't cheat yourself of content. That's good for the sake of having a 20 minute show but don't be afraid to have two 20 minute shows instead of, you know, throwing too much of it onto the floor. So yes. And that's where I'm at. And by the way, I don't know if you want to end the podcast and then we could talk about podcasting. I don't know if I'm just screwing you up. By no, making that's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, but my thought was I hit a point where one, I think of you every time I post the episode, I just love how you dump it when you're done, which by the way, I guess relates back to the colonoscopy episode, but <laughs> But, but my, uh, but like I, I have trouble. I'm trying to line up the YouTube release with the audio release. And then I often press the wrong button and screw up the date. And then (laughs) something comes out early, something comes out too late. And I find that incredibly frustrating. Um, that said, I think my new thing is I'm aiming for a 20 minute podcast. And then at the 20 minute mark, I'll decide, eh, we're going to keep going. You know, like, but I feel like if I know I have an hour, I won't get into the, you know, to use the colonoscopy theme, the the, the heavy poop quickly. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Can- um, well, uh, Dominicus Saxon says uh, the only black cast I miss are when you do it during nap time, which I always apologize about that. Uh, Jacob Denny says if if he misses a week, he loses 50 percent. And uh, Jacob also says I like long form windy windy podcast about call yeah i realized i i read it wrong uh windy podcast about colonoscopy and cam egan with a fizz fizz plop plop but plop plop fizz fizz oh what a relief it is alka seltzer thank you cammy by the way uh, what what, you realize now that you and i have spent on this podcast more time talking about our respective colonoscopies than we spent getting the colonoscopy yes yeah not not more time than we did doing the prep and that's and, a, yeah. uh, you reminded me that I had to have like Gatorade for breakfast that morning, you know, because we, we could drink things. I think 
I think I could drink tea, which surprised me because it had caffeine in it, but I can't actually remember. But like I, I was so I drank a lot. I, I like I, I didn't even have the powder anymore, but I drank one of those Gatorades just because like I needed something, you know, and uh, I think I think my wife made breakfast for the kids that day. So. And I think you're going to find actually I'm going to have colonoscopy leftovers today for dinner. I have broth. <laughs> OK, that's not what that sounded like. The colonoscopy leftover sounds like something totally different. <laughs> and something that you perhaps don't want to put in some broth. <laughs> All right. It makes and, its own broth. And I'm out. I'm out. I have nothing interesting. <laughs> I am not going to top that. Uh, I am. Nope. And there's the topper. Yeah, there's Wolverine. There's the topper. Wolverine. Well, look, I, I wanted to just spend a, a couple minutes on, you know, the idea of putting this together. And this conversation, which I thought would be, you know, sort of a fun, lighthearted way to make anybody fun. who is apprehensive about getting one. If even one person messages me that like, you know what, I wasn't going to get one for a few years. I did. Thank you. And then I hope they followed up with, you know, and of course, it, it, you know, everything was fine, but I'm glad I had it, done, you know. Um, so but it did make me think that um, there's so many assholes in the news right now. Like we're talking about literal, but, um, you know. In some cases, it's people like, I, I, I don't know. I, how was anybody still in on Kanye West a, a month ago? Like, how had people been like, oh, yeah, no, he's used up any goodwill that he had. I mean, I, I was never a fan of his music, but I could understand that other people liked it. But then he started making music that even his fans didn't like. And, uh, you know, him trolling Pete Davidson was a little bit funny at first. Then it like, you know, they, that went too far. Uh, and then it's like, oh, yeah. And also, I'm proudly anti-Semitic. Oh, OK. So now's the time to tap out on his ugly ass shoes and and his uh, unlistenable music that actually like he put out a song within the last few years that basically goes shoopity doop, you know, shoop doop, shoopity doop or something. I'm not even really making that up. And uh, I was just like, well, this is a guy that like when he stormed the stage at the MTV Awards. Uh, and, and you know, interrupted poor innocent Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, that was probably the time to go like, well, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. We don't need him in our life anymore. But boy, did he get another decade plus, you know? And never, and never mind. Uh, yeah, and uh, like I, I talked about this on the podcast a while back. And where with, do people find that podcast, by the way? Oh, TomKellyShow.com. Which you know, yeah, listen. At this point, if the five people here. Uh, have not subscribed. They're not going. Hey, look, there's, look right up, look right above us. There's a six and then a one from Facebook. So I think that's seven. Okay. <laughs> what the seven people here? I, I uh, okay. Oh, you don't see that. Okay, I, see I don't that. see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but and whatever it is, and and don't and listen. There's also a chunk of people who listen to this later on the Apple yeah, and that, Spotify. That, that's most of my people. Yeah. That said, uh, without now talking about how successful you are we've had i've been saying this for a while kanye is it is a bully you know i, I mean and and uh i'll build i'll build backwards first of all i'll go back and forth on what free speech is and whether or not you have a right to be anti-semitic and talk about it but what i don't think you have in life is a right to go defcon four on a race that is not just being anti-semitic that is encouraging violence that, yeah. I mean, that is, that's not even like, I know you, you talked about Kyrie and I haven't followed the Kyrie story enough to comment on it, but I will be able to intelligently say DEFCON 4 is a military term and to say to do that on a race or creed of people 
that's intolerable. But I'm going to argue we've encouraged his bad behavior uh, going all the way back to 2004 with uh, Mike Myers. When he yelled out, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Listen, I'm not a... I have issues with the Bush administration, but the man I think was as close to a decent human being as you can get and actually has done a lot for African causes after his uh, administration ended. Uh, he cared about black people. He screwed up on Hurricane Katrina or the aid wasn't getting there quick enough, whatever you want to call it. Fine. Let's put that on the side. He then wrestled a microphone out of the hand of a younger woman to say the younger woman didn't deserve the award she got at the what was then the high point of her life. Now, we don't feel bad for Taylor Swift because it's fun to hate on her because uh, she's beautiful and perfect and rich. And uh, if she is single, I'd love to go on two dates just enough for you to get another song. I was going to um, say, imagine if she wrote a song about you. It would be worth it to be in the song. Oh my you know? God. I, uh, I And listen, she's charming. Anyway, put that on the side. <laughs> um, and then listen, uh, you know, and then after all of that crazy thing, you know, wacky thing here, wacky thing here, she married a Kardashian. I felt I had no sympathy for Kim Kardashian during all of that because we saw him abuse a woman. We all saw him abuse a woman. Maybe. I mean, it was he physically took something out of somebody's yeah. hand that did not belong to him. That is a form of abuse, uh, you know, uh, and then going to the Pete Davidson trolling. I enjoyed it slightly because like I said at first. It was a little bit funny at first. The nickname then. Skeet, actually, uh, the the nickname Skeet yeah. is funny, and and but and and then you have some sympathy for a second because you're like, okay, uh, Pete is banging his ex rather publicly, um, but then it became. And let's be honest, you know, better than he ever did. Let's just assume that that's the case, you know, because of the rumors about Pete Davidson. That, uh, you know, he's got a tree trunk down there. You know, look, I'm just saying these are rumors. These are alleged. These are alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know, I, and I think to your point, uh, I mean, listen, uh, you know, in the age of canceling, when we cancel for far, far less than the two things I'm talking about, uh, or I, or let's at least say the Taylor Swift incident and then DEFCON friggin' four. And yeah, yeah. he's still going. And listen, I, and, going crazy because I have been following uh, while I don't know. I, I agree with the bigger problem. Um, I don't know. I think we've attacked a couple of celebrities that didn't deserve to be attacked in certain ways. Sure. Um, but on the other hand, if you pause and listen to what the Jewish people are going through in America, uh, anti-Semitic crimes are up. Uh, the number of, uh, and I can't believe this is statistically relevant, but that uh, there are 15 million Jewish people in the world. I find that number to be low, but then yeah. someone points out that Kanye has 18 million followers on Twitter, uh, which just makes me say, why doesn't Israel set up a Twitter account? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kami Egan points out Kanye is a dumbass, but the news media are to blame because they keep giving him a platform. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree, you know, that you make these monsters, you feed these monsters a little bit. And you know, uh, I uh, always want to give credit to uh, a, a great pal of mine, a one-time co-host, uh, Roxy Stryer, who people know from The Tomorrow Show was a show that I did, and she was at After Buzz TV. Uh, she is always very vocal when there's any kind of anti-Semitism. Uh, she is a delightful Jewish young woman from Boston, and anytime she has an opinion of anything, anything she has an opinion on, 
she will screenshot and then show us how many messages it's followed up by some variation on shut up you dumb you bitch you know yeah. some variation on that you know and it's like it's like i think that's what you do is like no shine a light on it you know just like yeah these people like that's that's where they go to immediately you know you don't like this thing well that's what i think of you you know and i don't know what the answer is the problem now with this age of everybody as a tv channel uh like the Kyrie thing um I want to be careful because I the, the man freaks me out and I don't know enough to talk intelligently. Sure. You know, but there's part of me then that wants to read more about this movie that everybody says is anti-Semitic so I could know if it's anti-Semitic. Well, if you look uh, up a description, just a description of the movie, it, it's basically the idea that it, it equates, I think, Judaism with uh, being a Satan worshiper. And then also it is a very anti-Holocaust uh, narrative. And the thing about Kyrie Irving, it is, you know, look, athletes have a lot of dumb opinions and, uh, you know, usually somebody explains you have to apologize for this, but to be the Brooklyn Nets. So that arena in Brooklyn, I mean, just think about the neighborhoods around there. You know, how, how far away is it from Crown Point, et cetera. Crown Heights, yeah. Crown Heights. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, you know, all these things are, 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 you know, and so that's a bigger problem in that the, they, they, you know, I mean, look, he didn't want to get vaccinated, so he didn't get paid for home games because he didn't play. He'd only play on the road at some point. That's a different issue. This is an issue where it's like, you have to show that there's not a tolerance for this. Now it's like, He's going to be suspended without pay for no less than five games. Okay, so six, maybe 10. And it's, you know, I think that, uh, look, people can make mistakes and feel remorseful and then, you know, go on and really learn from it. But uh, sometimes you also have to set an example. And I was just very surprised that people have been let go from teams and other organizations for much less than than this, you know, and given opportunities to apologize earlier than he did, which was today, uh, earlier opportunities he didn't really take. So, uh, you know, so that's like, to me, if you're an anti-Semite, this is a crazy idea. To, I think if you're anti-Semitic, you're an asshole. And that's the whole point of this podcast. This yeah. episode no. is, and it's like, it, it can be hard for me. You know, look, we both grew up in New York. I live in Los Angeles now. You don't think about how widespread those opinions are. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, and you know, the people can point out, it's like, you know, and some, because it's such a real problem, there's, you know, jokes and things that, uh, that also aren't funny because, uh, you know, there's the actual problem and you try to, you know, just take it all in. You just try to listen basically what hurts people when they hear it. Okay. Good to know, you know? And, uh, so I, I don't know, that's really what I thought when I was uh, thinking that obviously it was the way to bookend this hour or so conversation yeah. we were going to have. Uh, no, you know. And if I could just uh, tag on that for one last thought, everything you just said, I agree with a thousand percent. And what terrifies me about the world uh, and yet enables my career is like, it's funny. I am a absolutist on freedom of speech uh, or I used to be, I don't know where I am anymore on uh, certain things right now, but I'm an, in theory, I'm an absolutist on freedom of speech. You can say whatever the hell you want. But that opinion was formed before we created technologies where we could magnify that. I always believe that there would be checks and balances 
with freedom of speech so that if you said something wrong, it wouldn't go out that far. And now you have a guy like that who, you know, if he said that stupid opinion after a game, you know, the the the, the sports reporters, the Daily News guy, ESPN would be like, all right, we're not going to share that around and someone will fix him privately. Yeah. Right. Now it's like, boom, out to the people. And that's dangerous. You know, I mean, listen, we're also, listen, let's own something here. You and I are two, you know, comedians, uh, moderately successful, whatever you want to call it, comedians with no gatekeepers. International superstars. That's the term you're looking for for both of us. Or that, uh, uh, talking to an audience about uh, medical procedures for a second. Yeah. Um, You know, that's great because we think we're on the right side of history. But what happens when people on the wrong side of history have this these tools you know plus a talent and that's a problem with america uh for years is and you hit it with the kanye point and you just hit it again with Kyrie. is we tend to forgive people who are good at something and making us money yeah and that's and at, at what point do you have the courage to stand up for what's right and risk losing the ability to feed your family you know hey mel gibson's back you know, he 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 was in the doghouse for a little while, but he's, where, he's officially Mel now. What's Mel in now? What's Mel in now? The sequel to whatever this movie Kyrie's pushing? Yeah, <laughs> that's Apocalypto too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think that uh, look, I I know that uh, I know that it's about to be election day, and that's a very divisive time, and people throw their opinions out very strongly. Uh, I would hope that, uh, you know, somebody who's like, okay, I like these person's politics, but, um, oh my gosh, they have a lot of anti-Semitic things to say. Um, I hate the other person. So maybe I just don't vote for anybody. You know, sometimes you might leave something. Blank, you know, you know? I, I, I don't want to. Fo- so right now in New York, I'll express, I'll practice the opinion on you and we'll see if I put it somewhere else. Uh, I am torn between Kathy Hochul, uh, a woman who may or may not ha- be politically corrupt financially on certain things. Sure. Uh, a woman who does not has failed to acknowledge that changes in bail laws in New York state may make create environments where I feel unsafe. She's candidate number one uh, and candidate number two with whom I may agree with on bail laws Um didn't think the 2020 election was real and voted to not. Right. You know, that's this, you're this, talking that, about. That's that's Zeldin, is that right? This yeah, is for governor of New York State. Yeah, for governor, for governor of New York State, and uh, he also may not be, though he seems to have backpedaled uh, on where I stand on a woman's right to choose. Uh, and let's there's one other thing I didn't like about him that I can't remember, but you know, but basically I'm torn. The the one sentence punchline is. Uh, do I vote for the woman who doesn't think crime is real or do I vote for the guy who doesn't think the election is real? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, and that, and that's the problem, you know? Yeah. Those, that's uh, my one sentence. I mean, that's uh, you know, it, it, it was 2016 that South park uh, boiled it down to uh, what was it? You vote for a douche or shit sandwich, you know, e- either way, your, your options are terrible. Uh, I was, Douche I was thinking you always. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've been a douche guy since way back. But uh, yeah. And in Los Angeles, there's a mayor's race that I'm just like, oh, they're both terrible for a lot of reasons. 
I don't live in the city of Los Angeles. I live in Burbank. I don't have to worry about it. I was just thinking about that this morning watching. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, she's terrible, too. Oh, yeah, I don't have to vote for them. So it's fine. I don't get the opportunity because I don't live in the city but, of Los but it Angeles. Does affect you, man. But it wasn't the same thing with New York City and the suburbs where I'm at. The problem spread. And, you know, and it does affect your property value. It, uh, and then I do like uh, the big ending for me on my politics for today yep. is if I post that joke I just told, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of what even Pandora's box it would open up. I'm at a point right now where I'm even afraid to express myself on certain opinions for fear that, you know, like when you go up the middle, you get attacked from both sides. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. uh, for, for years, I have not usually, I I've rethought and just not posted on any platform, a lot of political leaning thoughts because I'm just like, it's not worth the headache. You know, it's like, it's like, to me, this is funny what I'm talking about. And it's an idea that's funny, but nobody wants to see that. Here's a picture of my kids in their Halloween costumes. I just going to leave it there. You know what I mean? I it, it's, it's tough. Uh, yeah. And we should all be like Jacob and vote for the colonoscopy that's instead. That. Yeah. That's what we should do. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. And I wanted to let you finish your thought, though, uh, Tom. No, and you. that's about it. Like, I mean, like right now, and then you get into two, where is uh, the danger of having opinions? Uh, this is yeah. a funnier side one. I'll, I'll expand on the story when I get the job or don't get the job. But I'm up for a job working with a celebrity. And I may or may not have had strong opinions about that celebrity in the year 2009 expressed on Twitter. Have you um, deleted the, have you deleted those tweets after I failed the background check? Yes. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. And then you sit there like, you know what? Uh, I, and I don't, uh, I'm hesitant to delete all my Twitter. Uh, but I think I'm going to eventually just nuke it. Um, but the problem is I don't want to nuke it until I have a transcript of what I have said. Yeah. Like I'm like they were supposed to mail me an archive and it never came. Uh, but the point is uh, just that, that you like, you know, at this point, if I say I liked Trump on this, does that vilify me from ever working for Biden when I voted for the guy? But if I said, oh, I like Donald Trump's hair one day, I don't know, whatever the hell it is. You know, if you have that one thought expressed in 2009, am I in trouble? I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, but that's, I mean, and that's. that's yeah, look, I, uh, I I I have a friend who uh, she posted a video. She she ran into Kanye at a restaurant, uh, and boy, did she pick the wrong time to post that picture. She eventually took it down because she was just like, you know, I wasn't endorsing what he said. I just thought it was, you know, it was like I I you know had been a fan for so long, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, you might want to you might want to keep that one in your back pocket for a little bit longer, but. I don't know. It's uh, it, it is a very tough time. It's a very absolutist time. I would say that your joke that you referenced, if you post it, you will likely get a response of, oh, so this opinion about one of the candidates actually doesn't matter yep. which candidate, doesn't matter which opinion. That's okay to you? Question mark. You know, so. Yes. And I was yeah. trying not to use those words because I don't want to get quoted on certain things. That's okay. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be, what's the matter, Tom? Do you support shootings in Shirley, Long Island? Because And the, this guy, Zeldin, if he were probably a little less douchey, does have the ultimate anti-crime uh, story, except that he's just a little bit of a weirdo. And he yeah. actually, nobody's really celebrating. He would be the first Jewish governor of New York. Which is crazy, by the way. I mean, yeah. when, you know. Hard to just, believe. 
Yeah. I could ramble all day. Can I tell you how much I love doing this show, by the way? One, it's always good to catch up with you. And then two, it's nice to have the the peanut gallery and the little private, uh, the little chat on the right. It does. Yeah, that's that's fun. the main reason why uh, I, I like doing the show to start. I like doing it live on on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter um, uh, so that I can have this interaction uh, but then also, I mean, it the real focus is on the uh, audio version. Dominica Saxon says, all I know about politician is when they aren't kissing babies, they're stealing their lollipops. I agree. Is, is that a quote? Is that from somewhere? That's I, I feel like quote. I've heard that idea. Uh, just the idea. As soon as the as soon as the cameras are turned away, you'll steal that lollipop. Not even because you like lollipops, because you know you can. <laughs> Uh, but someone who's never stolen a lollipop from a baby is uh, my pal Tom Kelly. And uh, Tom, we will we will have you back. Uh, we won't wait for another uh, major procedure. Um, but uh, I do appreciate you uh, <laughs> recording a very brief video that was included as part of the montage for our 500th episode. Oh. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you you would do something that I can't do, which is keep it short, which I thought was very funny, <laughs> by the way. I thought that was great. Oh, so. my God. And by the way, uh, can we close with uh, Tom Kelly singing Poop Rupee? I'll send you that video. Oh, yeah. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Yo, here comes the text. Poop Rupee? Poop Rupee? <laughs> Poop Rupee? Uh, Tom, people who want to subscribe to the show, keep in touch with you. How do they do those things? Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, it is TomKellyShow.com is the gateway to all things Tom Kelly. Uh, you can find the Tom Kelly Show podcast on YouTube. Uh, you could also find it on Apple, uh, Apple and Spotify and all those things. And across the board on social media as Tom Kelly Show. And if you're feeling generous, Venmo Tom Kelly Show. Uh, and uh, you'll hear our pal Farad Muhammad say all of this at the end of the audio version, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Please like the Blackcast on Facebook at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, I was never verified, so I get to keep $8 a month because there's no check mark to pay for. And that's that's the real victory for me. I was never verified, so I don't need to I don't need to make any hard decisions. Um, Tom, uh, great to chat with you as always. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And for all of you, we'll see you next time on the Black Cast, which I believe will be our Black Panther Wakanda Forever review episode. So please tune in for that and tune in soon. <laughs>
thank you for listening to The Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. Like The Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. Hope I'm saying this right. The Blathcast. Firestar, over here. Coming, Cyclops. This is our other new member, Wolverine. Hiya, doll. Want a piece of fruit? Bye, everybody. Goodbye.